0: Hello, this is Jane Stavem, superintendent of the Sioux Falls School District, and this is our podcast. Join us for an audible look inside the Sioux Falls School District, where we'll put a spotlight on the people, places, and practices of our district. Hello, this is Jane Stavem, superintendent of the Sioux Fall School District, and welcome to another podcast. Today we have two special guests. Everything that you ever wanted to know about managing a school from the maintenance side of the equation. I've got lots of questions for you, so I'm excited that you're here. Today we have Jeff Kreider, who is the Senior Director of Operational Services. Jeff, how many years have you been in our school district?
1: Thirty years. Thirty years. Moving towards thirty-one. So.
0: so a nice long run. You know the history and the evolution of things as our district has grown. So we want to talk a little bit about that. And then we have Matt Haig from uh, Lincoln High School. You are the building manager of a large comprehensive high school that has people in and out all hours of the day and night. How many years have you been with our district, Matt?
2: I've been with the district uh, almost eight years.
0: Eight years, another good run. Mm -hmm. So we want to know, I would say the down and dirty, but that's just a really bad pun. So I won't even say that. I have a lot of questions because there's a lot that goes into keeping these buildings running. There's just the keeping them clean with kind of constant use that happens. And then there's keeping them heated, keeping them cooled, keeping the humidity right. Um, making sure things work in the bathrooms and in the kitchens and really some specialized knowledge that has to go into how we keep so many buildings running every single day. Jeff, how many buildings do we say are part of Sioux Falls School District just for facilities? Yo.
1: Well, since we still kind of operate Southeast Tech, there's 46 buildings. Okay. There's over 4 million square feet that we operate. That's
0: a lot of square feet. Yeah. All right, so... When you um, first started as a building uh, level maintenance person, Matt, what, how, how did you learn what to do? I think one of the things that's really daunting is there's just gigantic building. And I used to clean a nursing home. And so I learned, you start here, and there's a very regular plan to how all of that gets done. Tell us a little bit about how you make sure an entire huge building gets cleaned.
2: Uh, a lot of it goes back to my crew, too. Uh, All the people that uh, I work with uh, are fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I asked a lot of questions when I first became a building manager. Uh, I walked all over the building, uh, checking systems, doing different things like that. My uh, night supervisor, uh, Char Swenson, really helped me a lot with uh, making sure that the crew is well run. And then uh, my building engineer um, showed me a lot of the systems and how to operate the HVAC system. Uh, I have a great uh, great supporting cast. So
0: So you're not alone when you become a a custodian or a, a facilities maintenance person here in our district. And we need people all the time. And I think one of the things you feel like maybe you're going to be left by yourself, you're not going to know what to do, or it just seems like a really daunting task, but there's great support for that. Tell us how the work is organized. How do you know, um, Jeff, how do you know how many people you need and how to schedule things that get done? How do we figure that out?
1: Okay, I'll loop back around for right. that. But uh, Matt, Matt is in a unique situation. He's a high school manager. And those are the buildings all our people start at. Mm-hmm. So that's they're the training centers. And all the high schools are training centers. And our new high school will be a training center as mm-hmm. well they're not only getting it clean but they're training people how to do it. What we do and we we uh, we sit down with the building managers and you know some of the older buildings are kind of unique and we do this at okay. periodical times is and we we have some um some formulas, those sort of things that we look at types of floors, types of mechanical uh systems, sinks, those sort of things and put time stamp formulas on mm-hmm. there so we know we're not giving One person, double the space, Mm -hmm. and they're on national standards that we do that too. So every room has a a time frame and what it's supposed to take to clean it. Now high schools are a little different. We give them a little more flexibility because they are training, but um, that changes as you go up to the middle school and elementary school, as well as pay does as well. That's good. And more responsibilities, but um, it's it's a it's a fact based, you know, data driven. uh, areas that make sense mm-hmm. and the building managers determine kind of um, high schools are a little different because you try to get them bathrooms and those sort of things so they get the training mm-hmm. then you kind of rotate and you know when you get to the middle schools they're more that's your area mm-hmm. and that's what we inspect that's what we look at and that's what um, a custodian would do of course when if you're short-staffed what we have at times that you, you do some trash and dash and, you, and there's mm-hmm. some protocols of what you do during certain
0: time. Trash times. and dash. That sounds like me last night when I realized that today's garbage day. Well, I have to you do know. a trash and dash to get it out in my, <laughs> my and driveway. You, you know,
1: in days like today are unique because the number one priority is snow. So you have to be a little flexible. Right. You have to be dynamic um, because mm-hmm. number one is keep getting people into the building safe. And, right. uh
0: yeah, that's a, big, that's a big interrupter, depending yeah. on how much snow we do or don't have. So remind me, we'll come back to snow. So let's get super practical. Mm-hmm. Everybody remembers the first time they were working in school and a kid pukes. <laughs> let's keep it real. Do you remember the first time somebody puked and you had to go clean it up?
2: Yes, uh, it's, it's, it's very vividly in my memory. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> I
0: remember the first time a kid threw up in my classroom. It was just those defining moments. But the custodian came to my rescue. And I always think how awesome it was when, you know, something would spill or something would break. You're the go-to guy. In fact, the biggest hero story that I had with one of the wonderful custodians I worked with when I was a teacher Somehow, our hamster, Dopey, got out and got on a mouse sticky pad, and it was Jim, the custodian, who freed him and rescued him and got him back into his cage. And he had an entire hallway full of kids cheering for him as he released Dopey back into his cage. It was magical. But they loved him, and he was a big part of our school. Talk about the relationship side of it. Kids see you. Kids know people who are working in and amongst them. How do you view your role in terms of
2: students? You know, you mentioned the word hero and, you know, I think that's sometimes used quite, quite a lot, especially during COVID. Mm -hmm. And I can't think of any more practical application of being a hero than being a custodian because we're going in there and into an environment where there's lots of people, there's uh, lots of Exposure, exposure to mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know various sicknesses, mm-hmm. and um, these people are in the front lines. Yeah, we're on the front lines, yeah. and we're trying to keep everything clean. And it's always amazing to me to see how the custodians interact, especially like the during the day. Mm-hmm. The day custodians interact with with like the rise kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it always brings a smile to my face when I see that because I realize that's what we're doing it for. We're yeah. We're they were there for the kids. One of my uh morning custodians, um, we have a child that is blind at, mm-hmm. at Lincoln High School. And pretty much well at least at least weekly he is helping that student w- get her a meal, mm-hmm. helping her sit down, and um that just warms my heart. Lending just, a helping hand, yes. yeah.
0: Yeah, and you know, um we'll talk about COVID, but you're right in any given year our custodians are on the front lines of flu season of you know norovirus and every other virus and um, just the the realities of general cleaning in places where there are lots of people using lots of facilities and so um, we come to just expect that when we show up our beauty our buildings are going to look beautiful and they sparkle and i love it when i walk in because they look so great but this year felt different and i think when we were looking at all of the protocols and things that we were putting into place we knew there was going to be an added burden for our maintenance staff and yet we also know you're experts in that and the best people to be doing that are the people who understand that so deeply already tell us about what did feel different and the protocols that we put in place how did that impact people in their regular work and now kind of that work with COVID?
2: You know, I think a lot of the custodians at first were rightly scared, you Mm -hmm. know, um, going all the way back to March of last year. And they've risen to the task. Like every single day, they've tried to do the best that they can. And it's a lot of, a lot of extra hours sometimes Mm -hmm. a lot of overtime, but also a lot of just, dedication to the job. I mean, some people have worked, you know, 10, 12 hours a day sometimes Mm -hmm. just to make sure that the buildings are clean and everything's touched.
0: Yeah. Jeff, how did that feel from your vantage point of knowing we had to do um, different protocols, but we also needed different supplies and different equipment and just kind of a whole different look at how we were going to pull this off? What did that feel like for you?
1: Well, there was a lot of planning last summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, we knew something was going to change, and uh, we were planning. I mean, how we set up uh, disinfectant stations at every entrance. Mm-hmm. We put uh, spray bottles in every classroom. We, got, we have uh, um, disinfectant, five-gallon drums of that in um, areas that the teachers can get. So it's a, it's a team effort. It's not only just the custodians, it's yep. mm-hmm. it's the staff as well, but the custodians make sure those supplies are, are done. So mm-hmm. the added task, added disinfecting throughout the building in common places. So what we did was looked at every job and uh, looked at what can we do a little differently and how do we can free up a little time in their job mm-hmm. and, and say we're going to do some of these tasks like preventive maintenance at times you know certain things mm-hmm. that would go on days off you mm-hmm. know where we have no students and stuff. we might not be able to do that cleaning project that we might have but we can do those come back and do those preventive maintenance things that have to be done um, but to try to free up on the day to day we may not dust every other day you know that we typically do we might hold off for um, once a week or or do a more thorough cleaning during that day off that we don't have kids so they're really focusing on you know disinfecting keeping you know surfaces mm-hmm. clean and uh so we're not we're trying not to overburden but you know there are times where you have to have some extra hours in the day to, yeah. to get through it because you don't want to not get through it
0: right
1: and uh so. yeah and I
0: think that's the urgency you know we all felt is how do how do you cover an entire building? And our teachers have pitched in, and our principals and everybody. You're right; it's a team effort. We get to talk about it from your view today, but um, that I've seen it as I'm in a building, and instead of it looking like kind of regular cleaning, it's doorknob to you know common touch place and the windows as you're coming in, and it was almost just like following every touch pattern that yeah. happens as people walk in and push on doors and, you know, you don't realize the number of surfaces that there are to clean until you're watching somebody. Yeah.
1: Our custodian, I mean, the team work awesome. at each building. I mean, they, they take ownership of it and they care about those students and staff yeah. and, uh, they go the extra mile. Yeah. They're, they're, You're a big reason why
0: we're still uh, going in February yeah. is because of the work of you and our mm-hmm. crews across the district. So you got to have a pet peeve out there. And just normal, uh, everyday cleaning. I have pet peeves. There's things when I clean my house, there's things I like to do, and there's things that I hope that I put off, and then my husband will come home and say, he'll do it. What's your pet peeve? What do you least like? Or what annoys you about the dailiness of keeping a large building clean?
2: biggest pet peeve would be dust on the tops of the placards right before you enter the door. <laughs> and, I'll be sure to look next time and, I'm at Lincoln. And, and, probably and, be tonight. All, all, all the custodians <laughs> know that that's one of my pet peeves. And, uh, the
0: white glove test? Yes, the it's the white, white glove test. Yep. Yes, um, and,
2: and then uh, probably also, I just don't understand where all the dust comes every single day yep. in every single space. Where I think does
0: it that come from? Too. I know. I don't think we really want to know, really. No. no. <laughs> What's your pet peeve, Jeff?
1: Well, you know, I'm kind of a detail oriented Yes, and, I, and I, like I noticed that. like to go down that. certain paths. It's, <laughs> you know, and my day never is common. What right. I plan for the day is never. So I've, I've, I've gone past my pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> you've, worked it, you've worked through that. Yeah.
0: Well, my pet peeve is fingerprints. <clears throat> when I see fingerprints on um, windows... And so um, that's one thing I noticed. And I noticed dust bunnies behind doors. That's mm-hmm. another pet peeve. So just, you know, you can put that so, out there. she's opening <laughs> her shutting doors, yes. you know what she's really Yeah, doing. you'll know what I'm watching for. But honestly, um, I've been in every building now and I'm <clears> on my second round. And of course the high schools, I'm in a little more often for athletic and activities. But I, I've stopped many of our custodians and said it glistens, it's so clean that really um, the quality is just outstanding. And I have multiple comparative points, so I, I can say that with true um, honesty because people do a really, really great job. So every night in our district, there well, except Wednesdays. Wednesdays might be the exception. Right, yeah. but just about every night and even on the weekends, people are using our buildings and they particularly are in our gyms. Those are really big spaces how does that factor into kind of the overall picture of cleaning in a building, and how do you pick up after so many people? And I want to know what's the one thing that people could do that would help you out as you're cleaning up after a game.
2: If everybody would throw their trash away in the trash Amen. cans <laughs> at the bottom of the bleachers, I do not that would understand. And the custodian's job, 100% easier. (laughs) You hear that, everybody?
0: Pick up your stuff and put it where it belongs when you're walking out. saves people time and effort. All Mm -hmm. right, so tell us about the reality of just those big gyms and locker rooms and things like that. How does that factor in?
2: Um, Each custodian, when they first start with the district, are told that, hey, you guys got, usually within your eight-hour time day uh, or time slot, Mm -hmm. you have an hour to help with setups and teardowns. And that's kind of factored in uh, when they're first learning, the, as a custodial trainee, mm-hmm. they're first learning the building, you know, we kind of let them know, hey, you know, you got to kind of work on your speed, pick it up a little bit. And there's always going to be games, there's always going to be events. Let's get ready for them. Let's be ready for mm-hmm. them. And uh, the custodians are, are fantastic with picking that up. That's good. You know, and part of the, that is
1: training because yeah. when you go to an elementary and a middle school, there's not as much of that, but you get exposed to every type of setups mm-hmm. in a high school that you're going to be exposed to mm-hmm. when you're in the district. So that's, that's why high schools are that because they have the most things going on.
0: And they are expert at setting up chairs and taking down chairs. There is nobody faster. It's mind-blowing how fast and efficient they are. Because every now and then, you know, you're at an event, you're asked to help, and I've got three done, and they have like 25 <laughs> on the rack. Where do we store all that stuff? Where do we keep chairs and tables and risers and shells and all that? Where do we keep it all?
2: Well, uh, Usually, usually, uh, if it's a very, very big event, we ask the warehouse to send over some chairs or some tables, mm-hmm. and that helps us out. But we have a secret stash at Lincoln High School of chairs and Not tables. Not secret anymore. Uh, <laughs> It's 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 hidden. Nobody knows where it is, really. So, but no, seriously, uh, it it's it really comes down to going to the warehouse and requesting these different things and uh,
0: and good planning, good planning. Because nobody yes. likes it when they say, "Oh, I didn't know that we needed a hundred chairs set up in this room in five minutes when everybody's coming in the door." So yes. that planning is really important to your work.
1: So there are shared things that the warehouse moves mm-hmm. around the district so yes. not every school has it and, and primarily it's because there's not enough storage right there's just not enough storage in these buildings and if we do get make storage they they get more stuff yeah
0: <laughs> funny something. how that works we're yeah. all uh kind of guilty of that yeah Well, lots to do, lots of big spaces, and so it's just fun. I think people forget that that enters into a regular day of cleaning up that whole big building, and then on top of that, you've got events running. I was at an event last Saturday, and so even on Saturdays, our our gyms and our buildings are in use. Lots of community use, less this year with um, trying to prevent some of the things related to COVID, but. All of that will fire up again here hopefully next year and we'll be able to use them like we like to be able to allow our community to use them. Mm-hmm. If you were to encourage somebody to consider a career with us in operations as a maintenance person, a manager, um, what what are the things that are really valuable about that work? Why would somebody be interested in it?
2: How we interact with each other. I mean, we're a team. and you know we we have a we have a welcoming environment we want to, to train you, and we want to show you what the best ways to do so. Mm-hmm. you know you know one of the things that really stands out about and what I really like about my job is the newness every day there's always something different that mm-hmm. I'm doing, and it always kind of keeps me coming back because I'm excited about about working through whatever nightmare some people think that I go through, or whatever positive <laughs> things restrooms. come my way. Yeah, girls' <laughs> restrooms. <laughs> whatever positive things come my way, you know, I, I know that it's, it's different, it's unique. It's, yes. and I'm excited about that. Yeah. And I really appreciate that I get to come into work and work with my team and have fun doing it.
0: I will say when I go to department meetings, those are one of my favorite meetings because there is just such a good happy feel um, amongst team members and our maintenance staff and they, they enjoy working together. And I also know um, for one of my children, they enjoy um, the, the difference every day brings not being in an office, but they enjoy tasks where they know where they're starting, mm-hmm. they know when they're finished and they really enjoy that kind of sense of completion. You know, you have to do it again the next day, but that's the kind of work that he really enjoys. And I think that's this kind of work in some ways is, you know, it's predictable, but it's never the same, but you get such a sense of satisfaction when you see that job well done. And you know how many people, thousands of people, that it impacts in our buildings. So hats off to all of you. And we appreciate what that's looked like during COVID this year. We would encourage people to contact our district if they are interested uh, in being part of our great team. We'll train you, we'll uh, show you the the way to do things, and um, I think it'll be a great experience that people might want to consider for a career with Sioux Falls School District. Thanks for all you do. And uh, if you have any great cleaning tips, I'd love to hear them. I've learned a couple from um, Chad here in our building. I usually crawl around my floor to do my baseboards. (laughs) Chad had this handy gadget. I went and bought one on my way home. So (laughs) you, uh, you are the experts and we appreciate that. Thanks for being here. Thank you. So Matt, next time I'm over at Lincoln High, maybe you can show me where the pool is.
2: Absolutely. All and right. we are working on a hot tub at the moment as well. Awesome. So Great. You know, we we'd love to have you over for that.
0: All right, thank you.